0: Amen? Amen. Okay, I'm going to talk, uh, this is the last week uh, we're going to talk about prayer. We've been doing the, the Sermon on the Mount series, and we've been walking through the Sermon on the Mount verse by verse by verse. And this is going to be the, uh, the last week we do on prayer, and then we're going to move on uh, next week uh, just to you know, keep going down the scriptures here. And our goal was to end by Easter uh, with this series, and then we'll start something uh, fresh for Easter. But I want to open with a testimony. Of God's goodness and His faithfulness to our family, really, uh, I could cry just thinking about it. So yesterday, how many of you know the weather was a little uh, touchy? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what the right word is. It was it was slippery, it was cold, and it was snowing, and I had to go out to Gerard. Uh, it was just me in the car. I had to go out to Gerard to pick up Ruby. Uh, she was at a friend's house, and they were doing something in Gerard. And so I picked her up, and I'm driving back home. And I had to go to Wegmans, and I had to go to Lowe's before I got home. So I'm on 26th Street. And, you know, 26th Street's usually plowed pretty good and salted and all those things. And I come to the stoplight of 26th and Millfair. Everybody put that in your head. The 26th of Millfair intersection, right? There's a, uh, I almost said a laundromat. There's a car wash over there. There's like an abandoned lot over there. There's something else that seems abandoned over there. Okay. And then there's Widget Financial. Okay. So there's a lot of abandonment and then there's a, then there's a bank. Okay. Uh, so I am on 26th Street and I'm headed into town and I'm just sitting there at the light. I don't know about you, but when, when I drive and it's snowy out, usually I keep a, like, a lookout in my rearview mirror. Like I wonder if someone is coming a little too fast or if they're unable to stop, you know, like to give yourself a little chance to maybe maneuver out of the way or do something. Well, yesterday I was not doing that because I had picked up Ruby by then and Ruby was in the back of the car. And we're sitting at the stoplight. There's snowing. Look how pretty the snow is. And I look back to Ruby and I started talking to her. She was sort of back to my right. And all of a sudden I see a car careening up off the side of the road Bouncing off over the curb and up through snow, just, I mean, I looked back and I just saw this car, boom, 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 and then somehow it came in front of me and stopped right in front of me, and I was like, <laughs> "What just happened?" And I was like, sort of shocked at the moment. I was like, "I was like, thank you, Lord," and I realized for someone who was going that fast and it was that slippery the chances that their tires somehow, right before it rear-ended me at 30 miles an hour, was able to grip just enough to get off the road, to bang through the side of the road, and then end up in front of me, only God. Guys, come on. I mean, anybody drive on ice before? Yeah, only God could do that. And I was so thankful for the rest of the day because, I mean, because Ruby was like, oh my gosh what would have happened? I was like, yeah, what would have happened is we would have slammed our heads in the back of the the car. The back of the car would have been all messed up. It would have totally, I mean, who knows what would have happened. But God. But God. And I know many of you have testimonies like that, and I just wanted to share that today because I just felt so loved yesterday by God. In the midst of the snow and everything that was going on, I just felt loved by God. Amen. Isn't he good? He is so good. Well, I'm going to talk about prayer today because it's the last day of the 21, the first 20, believe it or not, 21 days of the year is today. Can you, anybody believe that? Not me. I feel like we were just here last Sunday. Uh, But this is the 21st day and I want to end this thing on prayer and, and I want to talk this morning about how to pray effectively. How to pray effectively. We have this conversation a lot in our house, like, you know, like, well, do I just, how do I pray? What am I supposed to do? And let me first open up is there is no religious spirit here. This is not, what I'm going to talk about today is not like, ooh, it's the special formula. If I just get this right, everything is going to work out. Because I have prayed prayers to God and he has worked on things. And I am certain I didn't say all the right words in all the right order. Okay? And what we've been talking about in prayer over the last two weeks is that God hears us when we pray. And even if we don't see it right away, even if we don't feel it right away, when we begin to share our heart with God, this prayer, this communion, this discussion with God, God is on the move. And we looked at scriptures where God moves instantly in the supernatural realm. In the spiritual realm, when we pray, God is moving right away. You may not, see, you'd be like, well, I don't feel like anything's happening. Well, join the crowd. Because sometimes we don't feel anything when we begin to pray, say, well, what's happening? We have to trust in his word and trust that what he has written in his word says that God begins to move supernaturally in immediately when we begin praying. When we begin casting those cares to him. God begins to move right away. And then we see in the, in the word that God begins to open people's eyes. God begins to shake things up. And before we see an answered prayer, a lot of times in our life... God is looking to get our attention. And we talked about how many times you pray for somebody else, but God really wants to do a work in you. Yeah? I pray for Pastor Liz a lot, but he's always like, "Mm, I want to do a work in you, meaning me. And so God is always working to do stuff in us because he wants us to be whole. And so I wanted to close this little, this little mini-series on prayer as to how to pray effectively, to try to take out the confusion of it all. And I have two scriptures I would open with. James chapter 4. And Pastor Andy and I had been talking, and with Pastor Liz too, we've been seeing, we really just feel the sense of prayer this year. To be a church of prayer. To be a people of prayer. To pray like it matters. Because... It matters. It does. We talked about it something like praying like your hair is on fire. How many of you, if your hair was on fire right now, you would start acting fairly quickly? How many? Right? Or your clothes are on fire. You'd be like, oh my gosh, my clothes are on fire. You do the stop, drop, roll, whatever you would do. I mean, literally praying like your hair is on fire, like it matters if you do it because church, it does. And I think when we pray and then we don't see an answer to the prayer, we're like, eh, I don't know if God really heard that prayer. I don't know if God really wants to answer that prayer. I don't... And you begin to doubt. We begin to doubt. And I want to dispel some of the doubt, which we've been doing this past couple weeks. I want to give you some just some simple tools, simple things to think about when we pray to show, just to be able to be revealed, to say, you know what, God? I want to pray better, I want to be a person of prayer, and today's going to be more of a teaching moment. So James chapter 4, verse 2 says this, you lust and do not have, you murder and covet and cannot obtain, you fight and war. Okay, yeah, this is like, you know, the flesh. This is everything that the flesh going. Yet, you do not have because you do not ask. And I find that interesting that that is written, all the stuff talking about the flesh and how we act and, and what, our, what our really sometimes our flesh gets in the way, yet at the same time, God wants to answer your prayer, even though you're not perfect. <gasps> I thought I had to be perfect before I pray. Where's that in the Bible? You ever read the story of David? Yeah. How about Paul. Moses, they're murderers, adulterers. I mean, killers of Christians. I mean, these are the people that we read about in the Bible that are giving us the word of God, that have been inspired by the word of God. So nowhere, you you lust and you murder and you covet, yet you have not because you ask not. God is saying, ask me. Will you ask me? And today, this, this month, this year, church, I want to be a church that asks that presents a request to God and says, you know what, Lord, that seems like a big ask, but I'm going to ask it. Because I know that you hear my prayer. And I trust that you hear my prayer. And I want to ask for it. And verse 3 says, And we ask and do not receive because we ask amiss, that we may spend it on our own pleasures. So when the Spirit of the Lord begins just to work on the inside of you and says, I've got something big. I want you to pray for this. Do it. Go for it. We call it the surprise me prayer. Lord, surprise me in 2024. Surprise me in 2024. Prayers work, church. And then James chapter 5, it says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. We've talked about that. That's a whole other teaching. And then it says, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are righteous. You are not perfect. But this is talking about fervent prayer. Seeking, digging in, asking God, going for the big ask, digging and saying, Lord, I don't know what's going on here. Lord, will you lead me? Will you help me? Will you guide me? Calling out in the mud. That's as much of a prayer as anything else. In the mud, as L's word was and the epistle is confirmed, just calling out to the name of Jesus. That's the shortest prayer you can pray. One word, Jesus. And sometimes that's all you got. How about it? That's all you got, Jesus. Just that word, just that name. But the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I would like my prayers to avail much. I would like to see God moving and working on behalf of my family, on things. But the Lord is saying, we have not because we ask not. So church, today, this week, this month, I want us to begin asking God. Begin praying. And verse 17 says, Elijah, this is who this was talking about, was a man with a nature like ours. Can you believe that? The great prophet Isaiah, I mean Elijah, says what? Just like us. Just like me. Just like you. His nature was like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Now hold on for a second. You talk about a big prayer. You talk about a big ask. He is asking the skies to not rain, and they didn't rain for three and a half years. That's a pretty effective prayer. That's a big time prayer. And then he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. So how do we do this? How do we pray effectively? I've got six things I'm going to share with you. This is more of a teaching. I know normally I do preaching, but this is more of a teaching. You don't have to do all six. Pick one. Just grab one. Leave here today with just one of these six things to say, hey, if you want to do all six, great. But I'm going to just latch onto this one thing, and I'm going to take a hold of it. And I want to do this more effectively in my prayer life. First one. How do we do it? Pave the way with forgiveness. This is a a scriptural sort of a mandate that when we pray, in order to open up the floodgates of heaven, we have to stand before the Lord and say, Lord, we need to begin to forgive those who have hurt us, those who have come and done things to us. And it's, you don't have to forget it. It doesn't mean you do have to Act like it never happened. It doesn't mean that it didn't affect you. But what the Bible states here, and let me just read this passage in Mark eleven verse twenty five, says, "And whenever you stand praying, if you're praying, anybody praying, if you're praying, and you have anything against anyone, oh my gosh, A A A, sign me up. Anything against anyone? Like, are you serious?" Like, and okay, so what this is saying is you don't have to sit there and be like, okay, Lord, for 45 minutes and try to deeply find the one thing that someone did to you a long time ago that maybe you didn't forgive them. Look, with all of these, the Holy Spirit is your guide and your helper. And so when you come to him, before I pray, say, Lord, is there anyone that I'm holding something against that I need to, I need to forgive right now? And see what he says. Pause for a second. If if God gives you someone, bring someone into your spirit. Say, okay, I'm going to forgive that person. And you walk through that process. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be drawn out. But what it says is that whenever you stand stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you of your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. So this is just a way to open prayer to say, Lord... I'm here before you, before I even begin to pray, Lord, is there anything that I need to do to pave the way with forgiveness? Number two, we pray from our heart. We pray from our heart. And what I want to encourage you here is... Look, it's great to read a prayer or somebody gave you a prayer. You have a prayer written in your Bible. It's great to pray scripture. It's great to, it's, you know, it's great to do all these things. But what God really wants, what God really wants is to hear from your heart. He already knows what you're thinking. He already knows what's going on. You know, Pastor Liz is talking about some words she used today. You do not have to be afraid to get real with God. I'm going to say it again. Church, you do not have to be afraid to get real with God. He knows where you're at. He knows. He just wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to commune with you. If we want to have it out with Him, yes, we should have reverence. Yes, we should. We fear the Lord and we have reverence of God and all of that. But He also is a personal God and He wants a relationship with us. And sometimes, when you're upset or frustrated, it's okay to talk to God about it. We pray from our heart, Not in vain repetition. Not worrying about trying to get it perfect. He already knows what we're thinking. We pray from our heart. And here's one indicator that I've used, I know Pastor Liz has used quite a bit. When God stirs your heart with compassion for something, it's time to pray for it. You know, you think like, oh, I feel I feel like I should be praying for Israel. Oh, I feel like I should be praying for the pastors of our church. I feel like I should if you start saying, I feel like I, I feel like I should, I should, I should, I should, I should, I should that's not the Lord speaking to you. That's condemnation. But when the Lord you're just driving down the street and the Lord puts me on your heart, pray for me then. You don't know what I'm going through. I've read testimony, and Smith Wigglesworth testimonies that he has seen things that people were praying for him years in advance, and they find out later, because there's no they didn't post it on TikTok or Instagram, saying, hey, guess what? God just miraculously healed me from this terrible malaria. But they come around, and they realize, and they go to their prayer journal and say, you were on my heart two and a half years ago on such and such a date. And that person goes, on such and such a date, I was dying... And the Lord saved me and healed me. And it's because we, God calls us to move on his behalf. We are, this is a partnership with him. This is a partnership we have with him. I don't have this scripture up here, but I want to just make, make mention of this here because we are co-laborers with God. There's a story in Exodus where the people of Israel, God is not pleased with them. They're doing all these things. And Moses their leader pleads in prayer for their life. And the verse, uh, this Exodus 32, verse 14 says, and so the Lord relented from the harm in which he said he would do to his people. There was a path that God was on and (laughs) Moses' prayers interrupted that and said, hey, this was the pathway of sin. This was the pathway of destruction of the world. And because Moses, because you prayed... On this day, because you shared your heart and said, Lord, please don't do this, God's path changed. Oh my gosh. So when the Lord puts someone on your heart to pray for, I would highly encourage you, that is what he wants you to be praying for right then. I'd encourage you in your your prayer time, whenever it is, if it's in the car, in the shower, wherever you, you you try to get away from children, or whatever's going on in your life, to pray, ask the Lord, Lord, what is it? What, is, what, what, what do you want me to pray for today? And sometimes it's just, it's all about you. It's something that you have, and that's okay, you bring that to him. The third one, Jake, I'm skipping that verse for now, it's okay. The third one is pray often and with thanksgiving. You say, well, do I, do I have to get on my knees all the time? No, I'm just talking about prayers all throughout the day. I was praising and thanking God when the car almost slammed into me and God supernaturally took care of that and moved the car around. I was praising and I was thanking God. I was like, Lord, thank you. And prayer is just communication with God. Again, it's not a specific formula, but it's just saying, Lord, I just want to be in your presence and I want to pray often and I do it with Thanksgiving. How many love, a, how many love Thanksgiving food? Mm-hmm. I call this a Thanksgiving sandwich. You know what a sandwich is? Right, you got two, you know, it's very good. Turkey sandwiches, all the stuff. So a Thanksgiving sandwich is you thank the Lord, you pray, and then you thank him again. You thank the Lord and you pray and then you thank him again. While I was on 26th Street, I was like, dear Lord, thank you. And I was just like, Lord, I love you so much. Thank you for your supernatural blessing and protection around my family. Thank you, Lord, for the angels that surround us everywhere we go. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us the authority that we can use in Jesus' name. And I said, Lord, I just thank you. Psh, light turns green, and we go. Thankfulness sandwich. Thank him, pray, and then thank him. Because what the thankfulness does is it reminds us of who God is and what He's done for us. It reminds us. Sometimes we have to be. Rem- I know I have to be reminded. I have to be reminded of what God has done for us. 1 Thessalonians 5 says this. It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. So rejoice, give thanks, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. His will is for us to praise him, to thank him, to worship him. To pray and then to do it again. Sounds like what I want to do, yeah? Sounds like a thankfulness sandwich to me. Number four, this one is difficult for some of us, including myself. Let's say quiet? It's supposed to say quiet. I think I did a typo. Present, it's quiet, it's not quite. Quite. quite Pre, present, yeah, present your request and be quite quiet. Quite quiet. You can put that in your notes. Double Q, quite quiet. And this, if you're like me, like, it's like you're on the go and you're moving. You're like, dear Lord, I really need help with this meeting. Thank you, Jesus. And you just, you go blasting right in the meeting. Now, does the Lord answer those prayers? Yes. The Lord is always with us and and he understands your prayers. But sometimes when we pray like, Lord, I just need direction. I need your direction. I need your help. I need your guidance. And then you don't take a second to stop and listen for his voice to speak back to you. Thank you, Jake. Edited on the fly. Right? It's just like, we do, I do this all the time. It's like, we're so busy. We live in this life. We're just talking to Pastor Annie about it. We get so busy in our lives that we don't ever take a moment to listen. Prayer is a conversation with God. If you've ever been in a conversation, which you all have, is the conversation is a back and forth. It's a like, well, you know, I'm feeling this way and this and that. And then you stop and listen. And God speaks to us, guys. He speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. We can, we really, I mean, audibly, I've actually one time I have heard his voice audibly. But usually it's just the still small, like in our, it's almost like a, a knowing in our spirit. A knowing in our spirit. So I would encourage you, if you've got a big decision to make, if you've got something that the Lord is just saying, I, you didn't decide to go left or right to take the job, not take the job, whatever it might be, is to present your request and then be quiet. Look at Philippians 4. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. There it is with thanksgiving again. Let your requests be made known to God, and then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. How else are you going to get peace unless you're still for a moment? The Bible says about God it says to be still and know Me. Be still and know Me. Present your requests, then be quiet. Number five. Pray in faith. Pray in faith. Maybe this is a bold thing to say. But if you don't think God's going to do something, don't pray it. If, if you don't believe that God is going to really do something, I would suggest that you're praying with doubt. And you need to get before the Lord. You need to get into the Word of God. You need to say, Lord, show me, reveal to me. Build my, begin to build your faith up and then present that request to the Lord. Because the Bible talks over and over about, well, yeah, we have not because we ask not, but we have not because we believe not as well. We have not because we believe not. And so we say these big prayers, but you have to get in the word of God, listen to the past, previous messages to know and understand that God is who he says he is. He'll do what he says he will do. And then we begin to build our faith, and then we say the big prayer of faith. We say, Lord, yes, I believe you can do this. Look at these verses here, Mark 11. Verse 22. A lot of you know this. It says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says, Verbalize your prayers, please. Sometimes you can't. You're in the middle of a meeting. But I also suggest that you verbalize your prayers. Speak them out loud. Use the power of your words verbally. Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and cast into the sea, And does not Doubt. Where? In his heart. Doesn't doubt his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Verse 24, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. Seems pretty clear to me. Seems pretty clear to me. And I would encourage you to pray the prayers where your faith is at. God will meet you right where you are. God will meet you right where you are. What do you have faith for today? What is it that you have faith for today? Begin to start with those prayers and watch God answer those prayers. And when he answers those prayers, your faith gets built up for the next prayer and the next prayer and the next prayer. We have to pray in faith. We have to believe that he is who he says he is. He'll do what he says he will do. And I would encourage you, church, to thank him. Remember, they are talking about thankfulness and rejoicing and thanking him, even before you see the answer. I know sometimes that feels off, or it feels just like, well, I don't, that hasn't happened yet. Well, if you believe that what you prayed is going to happen, and you believe that God is he says he is, and he's going to do that thing that you prayed about, that you asked for, that's aligned with his will, according to his will, that the Holy Spirit spoke to you and encouraged you to pray for, then begin thanking him for it. Because what did we say last week? It's already done in the spiritual realm. It's already happened in the spiritual realm. The physical realm has just taken some time to get aligned with the spiritual realm. So begin to thank him for it. Lord, I don't see that yet, but I thank you, Lord, that you are working, you are moving, and it is going to happen in Jesus' name. I've prayed for my children who weren't feeling well many times, and instantaneously they didn't get better. And I didn't stand there and say, oh, oh my gosh. I must not have enough faith, maybe, to see them healed. Is there something else going on? Is it just because we live in this world and they have a little bit of a sniffle? Maybe they just have a little bit of a sniffle. But when I pray and I pray in faith saying, Lord, I believe that you will heal them. And I lay hands on them and pray for them. I then begin to rejoice and say, thank you, Lord, that they are healed. I even tell them. Say, I'm healed. We have to begin to vocalize and verbalize what it is that we're believing in and it begins to even build our own faith when we begin to hear it. We have to see where we are doubting and where we have to build up our faith. Number six. Am I on number six? You guys tracking okay? Six points. I mean, this is like a double sermon because this normal sermon has three, so I'm giving you six. I'm doing it in a good time, too. You're welcome. Okay. Prayer in Jesus' name. Pray in Jesus' name. And I put this last, and I had no idea. I did not have any idea of what was going to happen today, what L's word was going to be, how we were talking about Jesus pulling us out of the muck. I didn't realize any of that stuff we were going to talk about because I didn't know what the Holy Spirit knew. And this was not point number six. In fact, I had points six, seven, and eight. I dropped two of them and added this one because I believe that the Lord wants us to hear this today. Again, if you take anything away, take even just one of these away, but this says this, is pray in Jesus' name. John 14, verse 12. Grace, you want to come back up here, please? John 14, verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me The works that I do, he will also do, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. We have to recognize where Jesus is. The Bible clearly states that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. And when he went to heaven, he sent down his Holy Spirit to guide us, to give wisdom, to speak truth. But Jesus is not on this earth. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. And when we pray, the Bible says that Jesus is our intercessor on our behalf to the Father. So when we pray, Jesus is encouraging us here to use his name. We pray in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus is the one who paved the way. Jesus is the one who gave his life. Jesus is the one who went to the cross. Jesus is the one who was beaten and broken for you and for me. Jesus is the one that when he rose from the grave, that the temple tore from top to bottom, releasing the spirit of God for you and I to have a personal relationship with God. It's because of Jesus. And if you take nothing else away from this today, take this away is that Jesus loves you and that when you pray he's not looking for the perfect scenario, the perfect words, he's looking for your heart and he wants you to be praying in the name of Jesus because it's at that name every knee shall bow it's at that name that we take communion it's at that name that you and I who have a relationship with him will spend for eternity with him in heaven It's at that name that when you're stuck in the mud and you don't know what else to do, you don't know where else to turn, you can't seem to read your Bible right now, but when you call out the name of Jesus, he hears your prayer. He hears your prayer. Verse 13 says, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son if you ask Anything in my name, I will do it. Just bow your heads this morning. Church, I want to be. I want to be a people of prayer. I want to be a church of prayer. I want to be a I want to be called a house of prayer. I want each of our families to be families of prayer. Jesus, we just call out your name today. Lord, some of us here, we don't know what to say next or what to do next, but we just say the name Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. No other name, no greater name. As we call out your name, Jesus, we're drawing on the power of your name. If you're here this morning and you feel distant from God, you feel far from God, I would encourage you right now, even right now, Just to say the name of Jesus. Jesus. You don't know the words to say. You don't know. You don't have to today. All you have to know is that Jesus loves you, He came for you, He died for you, and He will not relent coming after you. And He's here today. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Lord, I just pray for each and every one of us today. We would be people of prayer, people moved with compassion. Lord, that we would build our faith up We would ask the big prayers. But Lord, most of all, that we would just call on your name. Every day, Lord, let us wake up this week and just say, Jesus. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, thank you. May it be our heart's cry this week, this month, this year. More of you, Jesus. More of you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that as we call out that name and we believe you are who you say you are, you did what you said that you did, Lord. That you immediately begin to move on our behalf. We thank you for that. Lord, thank you that you're moving even now. Those who have called out your name this morning, those who have called out the name of Jesus this morning, Lord, that you are already working in them, around them, through them, Those who are associated with them, Lord, you are moving and working. You are waking people up. You are shaking those that need to be shook. You are opening eyes of those who need their eyes open today. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. Thank you that you move on our hearts. Lord, we thank you that the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And Lord, let us not ever stop praying if we don't see an answered prayer, Lord, but we continue to press into you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We give you all the honor and all the praise and all the glory, Lord. Thank you. Jesus, Jesus, thank you. So Father, as we close today, we thank you. give you praise today. Thank you for your presence in this service today. Thank you for your word today. Thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayers, that you want a relationship with us, that you care about us. We thank you for it in your precious name. We pray, amen? Amen. We've got some prayer teams that are gonna be up front here, uh, both sides of the altar up here. Um, as I read this benediction, uh, they're going to come up here. If you need prayer for anything, maybe, you just, maybe you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. Maybe you just have walked away from him, and you say, Lord, I, just, I want someone to pray with. I want to just have someone pray with me. They're here for you. If you need healing in your body, whatever it is, no matter the issue, they will pray with you. I encourage you to come up. Don't rush out. And just get some prayer today. I'm going to read a benediction over us as we go today out of number six. I'm actually going to read the Amplified. A little extra today for the end of the fast. For those who have been fasting for 21 days, there's a little extra blessing from the Amplified version, okay? The Lord bless you and keep you, which means to protect you, sustain you, and guard you. Lord, make his face shine upon you with favor and be gracious to you, surrounding you with loving kindness. And the Lord lift his countenance, his face upon you with divine approval. With divine approval. because of you, not because of what you've done, and give you peace, a tranquil heart and life. May God bless each and every one of you. Amen and amen. We'll see you tonight if you're coming to Brother Brother Paul's group. Otherwise, we'll see you guys soon.